Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, where we talk about all news, comics, and media related to the Transformers. On this episode, we get some more info on the Energon universe from Skybound's panel at New York Comic Con. We get a fan artist's impression of a teaser trailer for next year's prequel movie, Transformers 1. And we've got more listener feedback on the return of Transformers comics. Today is Friday, October 27th, 2023, and this is episode 361 of Transmissions Alt Mode. Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, the podcast that hopes the Energon universe has enough fuel in the tank. I'm your host, Charles, a.k.a. Big C, and I'm joined by the excellent Transmissions team, Jeremy, a.k.a. Yakko. Hey, how's it going? Apollo, a.k.a. Robo Apollo. Hello, everybody. And Daryl, the Cybertronian Beast. What's happening? Let's talk Transformers. As always, we start off the show by thanking our Donatrions, those lovely people who support us on Patreon and PayPal. Thank you all so much for continuing to help us out and keep the show going. If you are not a Donatron and would like to become one, just go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support. That's where you can sign up. Get some perks. Uh, part of that is some bonus content. We've got season one of our bonus show, We Like Big Bots. That's done by Daryl and Dr. Pants. That is all available on our Patreon page. And uh, season two coming soon-ish. <laughs> we'll see. Season two uh, is what's next. Yes. <laughs> Uh, we've also got our Transformers Live Play RPG podcast, Empire of Rust. That is available at transmissionspodcast.com slash rust. We've got uh, lots of episodes of that. Season one and two are all complete. And as we get ready for season three, we've got a bonus show. It's called The Rustford Files. And we're up to episode three, War of the Shells. So that came out this week. So th- first three episodes and three more episodes of our special, the Rustford files, and then back to the main story. So check that out. Uh, this is uh, me- remixes our players. Uh, players are playing all different characters. Mike is playing, not game mastering. So it's a very different uh, uh, show a little, and a little bonus content, a little bonus treat for Empire of Rust listeners. Of course, uh, we've still got our code for 15% off all your toy labels at toyhacks.com. So use our code SKYBOUND for October. That will be good until October 31st. And then we'll give you a new code in November. So keep using that code. Help us out. Help the show. Help uh, Toy Hacks out and help yourself out with 15% off discount at toyhacks.com. You can also get our exclusive Transformers number one cover. This is, you know, Skybound kicking off the new Energon universe with Transformers. You can get our cover at our website, transmissionspodcast.com slash comic. We've got a bunch left, so uh, they are getting pretty steadily ordered. So get yours while supplies last. 
And uh, last bit, uh, before we get into alt mode talk, uh, we did want to mention our friends John Barber and Andrew Griffith are launching a new sci-fi comic called Cigna. So uh, you can uh, take a look at that. We'll have a link in the show notes to their mailing list. Uh, You can join that mailing list and get more information about Cigna. We will be talking with them uh, on a... um, on a, a mini episode for transmissions that'll be up that if it's not up already, it'll be up very soon. So, uh, you know, take a look. We'll be talking with John and Andrew, and then we'll talk about, uh, launching this comic. The comic will be launching next year. Uh, and we'll have more information then, but, uh, right now we'll, we'll just have a little, little teaser announcement. So check that out. It looks, looks pretty cool. All right, uh, let's start at the show and do some comics news. All right, uh, we had a couple weeks ago uh, the we had New York Comic Con, and Ener- the Skybound had an Energon Universe panel. So uh, this is a recap of that panel uh, at on Skybound's website. Um, it is very. Uh, <laughs> Uh, all the other titles heavy, so they, they talk a lot about Duke and Cobra Commander and Void Rivals. <laughs> Not a whole lot about the main Transformers series, but each of these series are are tying heavily into Transformers. So Duke, both Duke and Cobra Commander uh, are reacting to the Transformers presence on Earth. So G.I. Joe looks like it will be basically founded as a response to the threat of the Transformers, probably more specifically the Decepticons. Uh, Cobra Commander, we're not sure how, what's happening with him, how he's going to form Cobra, like if he is going to have some involvement with the Transformers as well. I have seen speculation that the pistol that Cobra Commander has is actually Megatron in disguise. Um, that is not confirmed. I've just That's just rumor i've seen online or speculation like it mm-hmm. yeah so i mean speculation may be wishful thinking but i'm not i'm not uh How we're not making any promises scope? yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um that would be curious like why why is megatron in gun mode and why is he helping for cobra commander is this a uh is this like that old marvel comics issue where Megatron hit his head and, and thought he was just a regular gun his, and like just did everything that that mm-hmm. guy wanted him to do. So um, we will we will hear more about that when those series come out. But um, yeah, I mean, I wish I had, could have been at that panel there. Uh, I think uh, I won't mention any any other details that get too spoiler heavy, but um uh, it does look like they are having fun with this Energon universe. Robert Kirkman is, in particular is talking about how he did ev- like all his career has been creator own stuff. And now he's playing with the, the, you know, these to- that gets to play with these toys in the toy box that he had never played with before, you know, as a comics creator. So, uh, it looks interesting. I also like, uh, and for you, Daryl, uh, Josh Williamson was uh, saying that he's looking to up the level of violence after he saw what they did in Transformers number one. He's like, well, I could match that in my Duke and Cobra Commander series. So look for, uh, 
some more violence There's coming. No comics through. code anymore, so <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <clears throat> all right, uh, that's uh, all from New York Comic Con and the Energon Universe. But uh, I did want to. So we have Apollo on. This is the first time you've been on since uh, Transformers Number One has been released. So we did a review a couple weeks ago, but I, I did want to get your thoughts. So we had Daryl's thoughts last week. Uh, so why don't you tell us what your what your thoughts were on Transformers number one? All right. Am I, is this a spoiler-free or not yeah. spoiler-free? Spoiler period has passed. Okay, yeah. spoilers full, period Full passed. spoilers. Yeah, okay. full spoilers. Okay, so people listening, if you have not read it... Like, stop listening now. <laughs> so I liked it. You know, I'm trying to go into this with an open mind because, you know, I really loved IDW's work, um, especially part one or the um, phase one, you know, not phase two so much story wise, but I love the art um, from IDW one and two. And so just going into this with an open mind, like, okay, like we know Robert Kirkman's a huge Transformers fan. We know that um, the main artist, um, blanking on his name, it starts with a D. Daniel, <laughs> Daniel Warren. Yeah, Daniel Warren Johnson. Um, he is a huge Transformers fan too. So it's like, okay, we know that these people who are working on this love Love Transformers. So and he 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 wrote. He's the writer and artist for this book. So oh wow, he's doing okay. everything. Kirk, Kirkman's yeah. writing Void Rivals. Okay, yeah. okay. So um, yeah. So thanks for adding that info in. So you know, we know that they love it. So I'm going into it with that, and I can tell that they really, you know, that he really loves Transformers. Like there's so much detail in the artwork. I love um how much contrast there is with the use of inks, like the dark ink. And um, I love that in the work. Um, you know, I just, I thought it was really interesting how like, um, you know, the arc, you know, it's kind of like a, a fresh G one esque story, you know, like the arc starts reviving people again, you know, and then, um, but Megatron is missing, you know, which is, not what happened in the original G1. And Starscream appears to be the leader of the Decepticons. And um, I think I was really taken aback, though, by, you know, you hinted at earlier, uh, the violence in it. You know, this is not your G1 violence with, like, you know, the fun sound effects. It's like, you know they are trying to kill each other. <laughs> like it is really apparent. And, you know, at the end when, um, star you know, has the one human and just squish and they show that. And I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> and then I'm like, Oh, maybe <laughs> why is he my favorite character again? <laughs> I had a moment where I had the pause and be like, I'm questioning everything now. <laughs> You know, it made, to me, it made like, you know, the whole thing with the Decepticons that they are actually a threat. I know um, IDW, you know, had, you know, an all hail Megatron, you know, the Decepticons did kill a bunch of people in that story. 
But to me, even reading the story, because it really focused a lot on the robots in that or on the Transformer characters, it didn't really um, feel, I didn't feel the like, oh, like they're really like hurting people, if that makes sense. Like this, when I was reading it, it's like, oh, the Decepticons are actually very dangerous. They're not just like a bunch of like misfits that um, keep messing up but they don't actually hurt people. <laughs> like, it's like, no, they like are serious. Um, the one thing that I remembered reading, which I thought in, was interesting that Starscream, I believe called Optimus prime evil. If I'm remembering correctly. Um, I thought that was very interesting. And I don't know if you, any of you guys remember that, but uh, cause I only read it once and this is like a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, it was, I think it was, he was, um, when Starscream was revived and he, you know, he shoots Bumblebee in the head mm-hmm. and then Jetfire is like, what are you doing? And he's like, that symbol, like he points to the Autobot symbol and says that symbol represents true evil and you got to get with the program. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, so, I mean, yeah, I mean this, and, of course, you know, the Decepticons, they're the, they're the bad guys, but they don't think of themselves as the bad guys. They're the, they're the heroes of their own story. So of course, from their perspective, the Autobots are, are evil. So yeah, I, I like that. I do too. Like that really stood out to me. And I don't know if we're going to find out a backstory as to why he thinks or him and the other Decepticons think the Autobots are evil. It's like, well, did the Autobots actually do some shady stuff or is it just, you know, because the Decepticons are bad that they just automatically think the Autobots are bad just because Mm. they're the opposite of them. So that would be interesting to find out um yeah i wonder you know megatron not being there you know it allows the other characters i think of the decepticons at least to kind of take up more space because you know megatron's such an imposing figure and character that whenever he's there people are just kind of like or the decepticons are kind of like oh yeah i need to do what he says or he's gonna like kick my ass you know like it's poor starscream <laughs> gets the brunt of that because he speaks up against megatron so um you know so it's gonna be interesting when megatron shows up i had i did hear some of those theories like um mentioned earlier that he's gonna be linked up with um cobra commander whether he is stuck in gun mode or um it's something like transformers animated where he finds megatron and rebuilds him um you know i've heard that theory too so um i'm looking forward to reading more of it um I think it's going to be very violent though. It sounds like, so I just got to like meant, yeah, Daryl's over there going like this. And I'm like, you know, I'm just going to prepare myself and, um, you know, we'll see what happens with it. So, but I was excited reading it and it's just nice that we have a transformers comic again, because we went so long without one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think as long as, I mean, I, I think I can, like, the violence is okay as long as it's not, like, super graphic. I mean, I think this, that strikes the right balance. Like, I mean, yeah, I expect Decepticons to kill people because they're, you know, they are pretty ruthless. So, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I do, like, I think, I think Starscream's character was pretty 
well captured here because it's like um he's you know he wants to be the leader he wants like he he wants to take charge and the other decepticons are kind of with with megatron absent they're they're kind of like okay you can let you can take charge but they don't give him quite the respect that Megatron gets. They're like, like uh, you know, at the end when they're like, okay, we're low on energy. Someone has to go get get more energy, and they're all like, well, it's your response. You're the leader. It's your responsibility. <laughs> you got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he, you know, he, it's it's just funny to see um, see Starscream's character really like his his um, his combination of kind of like. Uh, you know, opportuni- opportunism, but also like he's he's very like uh, what it's like peevish or or um you know just uh like very very um you know resentful of uh, of that people don't give him the respect he thinks he's de- he thinks he deserves and and all that kind of shines through in this one issue here so. I thought that I thought that was really well done. Like particularly Starscream and Optimus Prime got got really nice character moments throughout this this comic. So I hope that's a that's an indication of things to come. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Apollo. Uh, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep reading. So uh, I don't know when uh, when we're going to do issue two, uh, but uh, if you're on. During that during that week, we'll we'll have you back for that review. So, cool. Let's uh, let's look forward to that. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to some media news. This is a thing, I guess. Possible uh, <laughs> teaser trailer for Transformers One, shown during China's licensing expo. Uh, this year, um, this is, I mean, we have nothing to, to use as a, as a, as an image. So someone's child drew this for us. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was, I think it was the guy, the guy himself, like the, 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 the language, like, so they translated the, the, um, whatever the, the Chinese person posted, they said, I saw the, I saw the teaser trailer. But we couldn't take any videos or pictures, so I drew this. This is my recollection of what the characters look like. So this is this is kind of like the the worst version of a rumor telephone game, <laughs> yes. whatever you know, whatever it's like. Um. So yeah. So this this is not what they will look like in the actual movie. This is a fans artist rendition of what they kind of look like based on what they saw in a teaser trailer. <laughs> this is like the game of telephone in mm-hmm. terms of Amazing. drawing. It's the worst. Um, <laughs> the attendee is was kind enough to draw a pic. Were they? Were they kind? <laughs> start, um, rumors. Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah. So, uh, I mean, <sighs> so there's a teaser trailer out there. Um, I don't even want to get into what was they think they remember seeing just, I just want to say that there's a teaser trailer that exists now and that, uh, uh, it's possible that it's out there and that, uh, it, uh, likely can, uh, contains Megatron and Orion packs. 
So, <laughs> um, yeah, it, this, this image is horrible. Uh, I, I can't stop looking at it. It's like a, yeah. like a car crash. That's why I'm leaving it up there for you. Yeah. If, uh, I mean, I would guess we might get the actual teaser trailer by the end of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, then we can mm-hmm. get excited for it. Cause it's, it's supposed to come out next fall. So, you know, that should be. Mm-hmm. Just remember the should... more, the more, um, the more PR they put behind the movie, the better they are expecting it to be. So if you, if we don't see anything, then we got to worry. Cause it'll be horrible. Mm-hmm. You think this is a PR stunt? Well, no, I mean, this is just, I mean, this is a a licensing expo in China. So, I mean, it would make sense that this is about the time where they're going to vendors and trying to, you know, drum up, you know, all all of the the standard licensing stuff where they can put the brand on everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I mean, I use this picture on them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It looks like. This this guy should have just stuck to to writing some text. They should not have have drawn a picture. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna use yeah. this for the art for the episode. <laughs> yeah, do it, do it, Jeremy, do it. This is this is this is bad. But so, I mean, the movie that is uh, coming out is supposed to be is is done by uh, ILM. That's the 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 graphics house behind it. Um, this image is not indicative of that. Um, we, the ILM uh, should be uh, suing this guy. <laughs> for, <laughs> for for making people think that this is an image from the movie. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, this is uh, so, so. Hopefully, we see. Uh, hopefully, we see something uh, from this movie very very soon. Uh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Well, what if though, this is what they look like. It's just better, like more refined art, you know, like, I mean, so if, if this is what they look like and it is kind of just like, you know, CGI, you know, ILM styled stuff. I mean, I'm fine with that. This is supposed to be a, uh, you know, a, an origin story of the transformers kind of thing and why everything kind of went to shit. But, um, I have no problem with you know telling that story and them not being you know real transformers at the time because they really haven't discovered the you know the ability yet. Um, but uh, this, I mean, the uh, these body styles and stuff like that—they just look like you know standard robots. It's not a you know, I, I, I a Transformers movie needs to have transforming in it. It's that's kind of uh, it's 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 necessary. So. Yeah. Hoping at some point they have uh, the ability to transform in the movie, but I have no problem with them starting off with these designs. It's you know, yeah, and it's just like how accurate is this person's memory? Because like if we go by their memory, Megatron's eyes are yellow, which that mm. would be interesting if they start off yellow, you know, yeah. while he while he's like still good, and there's like this circular it looks like there's like this circular thing in their, both of their chests. So that's interesting. If, if this person's memory is accurate, <laughs> you know, and if there are, if these sketches are anywhere near accurate to actually was shown. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we'll have to wait a little while to, to see, I guess. So. All right. Uh, one uh, other thing before we go off of media news, we don't have any other media news topics, but uh, we did want to just comment on the toys that built America. So we mentioned that last week that that show came out. Uh, it featured Transformers and GoBots. And uh, so we all got a chance to watch it last week. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, so if you're, if you're a, hardcore transformers fan or a casual transformers fan it's probably there's probably not a lot of new information in these uh you know these little docudrama things um but i did think it was what i thought was interesting about this particular show was how they framed it as a uh you know david versus goliath gobots you know tonka versus hasbro gobots versus transformers they and you know they they have they throw little touches in like the um you know the the marketing in in Tonka actually came up with Transformers but they were like ah oh, that's too complicated that you know <laughs> we need a we need a simpler name just go let's go with GoBots so I thought that was I thought that was funny um and uh, I also liked uh, they 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 talked about uh, you know Bob Budiansky we've seen him at several uh, you know conventions he tell he tells great stories about how he came up with all the the names. Uh, for the original G1 characters. Um, and they, they do like, they have a scene with an actor, you know, posing as Bob Budiansky and that, that, you know, the weekend that he comes up with all these names. Although they, they throw a little shade at him. They're like, the, the Marvel tapped on editor Bob Budiansky with a, an editor with little writing experience to, <laughs> to come up with the names. I'm like, that's not cool. I mean, and they yeah. could have they could have got Bob Budiansky himself to like inter like they interviewed a bunch of people. They could have interviewed him and and say, like they interviewed him on the um the toys that made us that Netflix show. So mm-hmm. I don't know, but uh, but I, I thought also it was, it was funny they they specifically told the story about how he came up with Megatron, but then they they skipped the what I thought was the most interesting part was how Hasbro rejected Megatron name because they thought it was too violent. And then he had to convince them that, you know, you want your bad guy to have a violent sounding name. I thought that was the most interesting part of the story. They cut that out in the uh, in the show. So. But, yeah, I mean, the the rest of it was uh, it was interesting. Uh, of course, it's always funny, like when you're watching the show and they have some of the original toys in there and you're like. There was there were no headmasters in the original eighty four run. Why are they why are they playing with headmaster toys when they're when they're talking about the original eighty four eighty five run? So you know that that's always you can always spot the you know the the small continuity errors in the in their mm-hmm. reenactments. With you know that's always fun to look at. But uh, other than that, you know it was, it, you know if you if you if you want like a the Cliff Notes version of Transformers, like the origin of Transformers history. Uh, it's a, it's a good little, it's a, you know, it's a nice hour, like 45 minute show. They also had, um, the guy, uh, what is his name? Henry Orenstein, the guy who actually went to Japan and, and saw the Diaclone toys and then brought, brought them and Hasbro together. That's the guy who he made it to like, he was, he, he only died a couple of years ago. He was like in his late nineties when he died and it was, and they had you know a bunch of articles on, on his life and everything. Uh, he was, I believe he was a Holocaust survivor and everything. So it was cool that they had his like him him as the catalyst, uh, and they showed that that you know that little moment in the in the show. So yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I wasn't aware that there was a like Hasbro ran into a last minute 
lead issue in the paint. Yeah. And, you know, so that, that was new to me, but, um, I, I thought it was enjoyable. I, you know, it, it, that type of show just kind of sucks me in regardless, but I thought they did a really good job. Yep. Completely <laughs> different from the completely like a hundred percent true history that Tom Scioli did with Transformers versus GI Joe. <laughs> I was looking at it as uh, when they were telling the the Budiansky story. I was like, "Are they going to mention the Denny O'Neill did it, and then just like you know, I'm not doing this anymore, and then that's why Bob got it, or and you know, and that's you know, he came up with Optimus Prime, but no, they didn't mention any of that, and I can see why they would cut it. It's very very minute, but he's the most important character in the franchise. And he is the, the one who came up with that name, but it yeah. is just, uh, you know, it gets kind of sucked under Bob Budiansky's, you know, umbrella. Cause he came up with so many at this point, but yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed it. It was fun. I watched it with uh, the family while we ate dinner one night. Cause I wanted to get it done and, and, and out of the way just so, so I could say that I watched it. Um, I did notice when you're talking about the headmasters there, I was looking at that one specifically cause they had, uh, um, was it Hardhead? And I was like, mm-hmm. I think the Hardhead toy that they have there is actually the Titans Return one. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah, I'm looking <laughs> at it. I'm like, I think that figure is from like 2017. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, you, it's continuity, and then you know, uh, a time error. It's, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I mean, the casual fans is who, who it's meant for and they won't pick that up. So mm-hmm. it's fine. It's like the, uh, when the Goldbergs had Optimus Prime on there and it was their, the, the 92 or whatever reissue. So yeah. 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 It's not a big deal. <laughs> all right. Well, that's, uh, I think that's all our media news. So we will finish up the show with some feedback. All right. Uh, we have some feedback from YouTube. This is from Jay of Snow, and he posted this on, I believe it was our last episode. Um, yep. He said, just when I think I can go back to a single copy of an issue, they reveal a super beautiful Quintesson judge to be on the cover of Void Rivals number five. I'll have to make the drive to hit the bigger shop on Wednesday just to see if I can snag this one. Like Charles, I am not sure when these links will pay off organically, but I can hear this cover say guilty and it brings a smile to this donator's face. And, uh, I, I replied on YouTube that his use of donator brings a smile to, to some of our faces too. <laughs> Not me. Not me. <laughs> and and uh, I think I said that you can just hear Charles grumbling. <laughs> yep. Grumble, grumble, grumble. Yeah, but it's awesome. Yeah. Um, that that Quintesson image was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, although uh, I I don't I guess this will be too late that Jay Jay might not see this, but I don't know if it's out this week. Is it is it coming out this week or is it next week? Or mm. <laughs> well, I mean, he I think maybe he's gonna just request it from the store, see if they can grab it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I just don't want him to drive two hours to get to the store and be like, oh, that's issue's not out yet. <laughs> I mean, they. I'm sure you can call your store, Jay, and check before you make the drive. Yeah, so Void Rivals number five is this week. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. There you go. It's the one in 50 variant. Yeah. So yeah, call, call first to make sure they can snag that one for you. Yep. So uh, that's all we had for new feedback. If you would like to send us feedback, go to transmissionpodcast.com slash feedback and you can leave us a voicemail through a widget on that website or do like Jay did and just leave a comment on our YouTube page or, you know, on the, the blog post for this podcast and we will be happy to discuss it on the show. No one leaves comments on the website anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. It's, it's like a diecast toy. You just, mm-hmm. it's very rare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lost art. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, that's all for feedback. And that's it for this episode of Transmissions Alt Mode. As always, at the end of every episode, we give a shout out to our Masterpiece Donatrons. These are the folks who continue to support the podcast at our highest level on Patreon. So thank you once again to John Forex, Good, and Demon Tech 82 We really appreciate your support. That's why we give you a mention in every episode. And Apollo, uh, thank you again for hanging out with us this week. And uh, I think you're going to be back next week, too. So, uh Yes. Thanks uh, thanks for coming out, and uh, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you online? All right. Um, yeah, it's always fun to be on here. Uh, so I am on Twitter, Instagram, and Blue Sky at RoboApollo, and getting back into drawing. So you'll be seeing regular drawings from me again. Yay. Um, I'm also, um, yeah, I'm also on the, um, transitions discord and it's a really fun community to be a part of. So check that out. If you haven't, there was a Wednesday hangout session where, um, a group of us, I, I try to go every Wednesday, but I usually go maybe once a month, but, um, there's a regular group that shows up and talk about, what they bought for transformers and it's really fun i was doing some really late work on this last week and y'all were up really late mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, it was like i think after 1 a.m my time so i mean not so wow. late for you but for i know the east coast folks that were in there yeah, they they stay up pretty late. Like I failed around, I think it was eleven p.m. Pacific time, so it was pretty late when I bailed. But yeah, it tends to go to very late nights. Wow. All right, everyone. Well, thanks again for watching and listening, and we will see you next time. Bye bye. 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 Later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Transmissions. If you'd like to join the conversation, travel to our Discord channel at transmissionspodcast.com slash Discord. Want some cool transmission swag? Feast your eyes on our transmissions gear at transmissionspodcast.com slash shop. If you'd like to support our podcast, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support or tell your friends about our show. We'll see you next time.